Welcome to Call Prairie Inside Out again. <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, I'm Sean Simpson alongside Brian Thompson. Holla. So uh, we're here for another installment of Random Thoughts, Insider Information, General Musings, and Valuable Insights from the staff and the pastors of our humble little community church located in beautiful Lenexa, Kansas. I wish I had a deep radio voice like that. <coughs> well, I, I have to talk lower and then softer as I said before, so I have a little more Barry White. You got a little voice fry thing going there, man. You got to watch out with that. You you have that you have that beautiful tenor voice that everyone loves on Sunday morning. So don't don't mess that up. Well, yeah, trying but, to. So when I but when I when I go to a li- when I go to a loudspeaker, uh, interesting story. So kind of starting that out um, was at a Starbucks. I, my asses are coming out really funny. My I was at a <laughs> Starbucks last week and. The barista there said, you have a great radio voice. And I'm like, no one has ever told me that. <laughs> I've been told I have a great radio face. but uh, I've been told that. Right. Yeah. But my voice, generally, like I'm the guy at the loudspeaker that like when I go to a drive through restaurant, everybody calls me ma'am. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not had that. Where, where I've had tr- issues is trying to speak clearly enough at a loudspeaker. Uh, like at an ordering thing to get anybody to understand me. But in this case, uh, we, we're trying something new. Um, Brian and I have been experimenting with some Facebook Live stuff. We're trying it for some promotions and some different things around the church. Yeah. And we thought, hey, what would be more fun than to do the podcast with the Facebook Live component running? So we are simultaneously recording everything, which will go up as the audio podcast. And it is going live out to Facebook, and it will be stored there. So if you are watching this or you know someone who should be, some uh, who are. make sure. Yeah, it looks like uh, maybe that might just be us because I think I have it pulled up too. But um, I got Greg Windsor up there. Look at that. Hey, what's up, Greg? How's hey, it going? Say hello. That's pretty cool. You're good. So you can comment on this as we go. You can uh, you can like, dislike, add commentary, add questions. Um, and we will, you know, this is a great way for us to interact. We don't have the ability to take live phone calls like they would on real radio. So in our case, we're just going to use some Facebook live and uh, see how That's it goes. Right. But in any case, it's, uh, it's really fun and we love doing this. So, uh, hopefully you enjoy it too. So this is the first episode we've done in a few weeks. So we apologize for that. Our first new episode, we yep. put up one last week that we actually had recorded a few weeks ago. Um, and, uh, we sort of held on to it until it was a little more appropriate to put it out there with the what's ne- what ne- what's next classes coming sure. up. So I had an interview with Kristen on there. So that was last episode. And um, by the way, you can view, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on. Uh, you can go to, on, into your favorite iTunes or you can go to uh, Stitcher. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, so just yes. check out Caw Prairie Inside Out, and we're right there. Yeah, and if you're a Caw Prairier, then you can also go into your app, and uh, we have a podcast link on there, which will take you automatically to the iTunes or uh, yes. uh, whatever the store is there so you can subscribe to it and it'll automatically download to your phone and you can also find us at callprairie.org uh, forward slash podcast um, you can also email us if you uh, don't want to watch Facebook live and you don't want to comment uh, on here and go live with us you can put on uh, put an email together and send it to podcast at callprairie.org and we will uh, be happy to address whatever you put on there because I assure you we are always looking for fun stuff to talk about so, um, this being the first week uh, that we've recorded again, uh, just to let you know, the reason is that we've been doing a lot of technical adjustments around the, the church, getting ready for fall programming. Yep. Uh, we redid the stage, so any of you who have been around here a lot probably know that. 
uh, Brian and I and Chris worked on the youth room to streamline some stuff in here and and uh, make it where there's a little more space and a little more uh, just opportunity for for people to to mingle. And, um, you know, in all honesty, we just didn't have time to get shows done and cut together. So sorry about that. But uh, hey, in all honesty, we're not that interesting. No, we're definitely not that interesting. We shouldn't be doing this once a week. We're terrible. But hey, we're here now. Um, And fall programs have mostly launched or will be launching here very soon. Um, Set the start of the next few weeks. Wild has started up a couple of weeks ago. So Pastor Chris started with Wild. So the whole church on Sunday evenings, starting at about 6 o'clock, is crawling with the uh, frenetic activity of 6th graders through 12th graders. Uh, So that's been really, really fun and interesting. Brian's pretty involved in the wild stuff how's that been uh it, it's some weeks more interesting than others for me um but uh i it's in, my daughter is old enough to be in there now and so that's different that's been different having a actually having a you you know about this but it's different yeah. actually having a teenager coming up now it's it's having, i've never felt more like a geezer in my life than i do right now yeah just just wait it gets better it does. I've got an eighth grader, and yours is a seventh? Six. Six. She's in sixth this grade. This year. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, it is. It, it gets it gets better. And I've got a boy, and you've got a girl, so we're seeing it yeah. from two opposite sides, too. So, um, oh. Keep, just keep talking. Uh, it's okay. just a little connection problem. So, hey, speaking of wild, um, we also, we've moved our, uh, we moved the podcast into this space. Now, if you've been listening to the audio podcast, you probably have no idea where we recorded. Um, the first weeks we recorded it actually up in the tech booth, the kind of crow's nest that overlooks the, the sanctuary. Crow's nest. Yeah. Um, and it was a little bit noisy in there. There's a lot of fans and equipment that run up there. So we decided to move down to the tech booth in where the audio console is in the sanctuary. And that worked out really, that works out really well to have an audio console, being an audio guy. I, I like to have my faders and stuff in front of me so you can you'll see me here on the on the facebook live thing you'll see me reaching down and touching faders and buttons just because it's it's like my steering wheel so it's just what i do um and, but we figured you know hey let's try the wild room because it's a little quieter up here it's a little more secluded we don't have to worry about the uh, you're actually messing to... with the soundboard i thought you were just playing five nights at freddy's every time you did that yeah oh, well, okay let's let, let's not get right. too too back door here because you're going to figure out the tricks of the trade so what we don't want to do is we don't want to uh, we didn't want to like cut off the sanctuary for two hours for us to sit in and play around with the podcast so this works out better nobody's up here using it and uh and it's a really quiet room and a really cozy space and it also has exactly what we need in equipment yeah so I sleep up here yeah this Not is a great really. room i like this space this is where i sit and work uh any chance i get pastor chris sleeps up here does he i've seen him in in here in here wow that's creepy so uh so another couple of things that are going on besides besides wild um the younger kids last week or two weeks ago had their promotion sunday so all of the kids moved up to new classrooms um and they're now coordinating more with what their grade is in school since yep. school just started um and more importantly there was uh, a couple of weeks ago there was a large large quantity of ice cream and topping <laughs> consumed. Yeah. so we uh we, we plied all the kids with uh with copious amounts of sugar and then sent them home with their parents that was maybe not the nicest thing in the world to do, but I think the kids loved it, and it is a uh, you know small price to pay to celebrate such a milestone. For sure. So we'll we'll get into a little bit more here uh, at the end about what's going on in the life of the church and some upcoming events, and talk about some sermon stuff later. But for now, um, I have a little topic that I wanted to bring up, and it is uh, if you've listened to the last few episodes, um, you know we've touched on some topics that had a little bit of controversy to them, and 
we're not going to be touching anything terribly controversial in this case. And in fact, this one ties well, in pretty well with what we're talking about. What we're doing. It depends here on how much Live. of a nerd you are. Like, if you're a geek, you're probably going to get offended at this. Uh, Lots know, of IT talk in this episode. <laughs> there will be no IT talk. <laughs> we will not talk about routers or IP addresses at all. Uh, no, the, the the concept is uh, digital citizenship. Okay. Um, so it's a term that I've been hearing a lot here with school starting, and it actually goes back a couple of years uh, for me with with my son. So two of my three kids, um, I have th- three boys, uh, I have one in eighth grade and one in third grade this year, and the other one is a he's a little guy, not in school yet. And we, in the last two years, the schools, uh, the Olathe School Districts, this Olathe School District have started issuing iPads to middle schoolers and high schoolers. And that means that my oldest son has a school-issued iPad. Now, we could sit here and debate probably the necessity of these digital devices for a whole show. But this is kind of of one of those things where I want to point out a a shortcoming from last year and something that they're doing much better this year, a place where where I think the school district learned and something that they're they're really doing a lot better. So let me just let me start by giving you kind of the rundown on on last year. And where this ties in is, you know, the digital the reason digital citizenship like popped into my head as something to talk about is we've been do, we've been discussing the citizens of heaven concept um you know going all a couple of weeks ago with the uh, Philippians uh the the Philippians series that we've been doing and it's it's a it's a con- a concept of citizenship of membership of responsibility uh, to a kingdom of God. Yeah, this is the kingdom of God. That, right. and I started hearing, seeing this digital citizenship. I was like, well, that that that, that sort of tweaked my uh, tweaked my mind a little bit. So I started thinking about it. So let me start with last year, okay? Um, the kids last year at my son's school um, in Olathe, they were handed out iPads right after school started. Um, so this would have been the 2015-16 school year, and this followed uh, a half a year from before from the the 14 15 school year of them being told they were getting these iPads and the meticulous instructions for making sure that the deployment went smoothly uh, so we'd get an email one day that would be about you know here's how they're going to be used and and blah 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 we'd get an email the next day about how to set up an Apple ID for our kids and if you're like me you see oh I got to go set up an Apple ID for his iPad using this his school email address okay I'll go do that tick 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 everything's done and then the next day you get something about the changing plans for how they're going to use them and the apple id which means that i had done it wrong me and a bunch of other people and if you've ever had to do anything with an apple id to make it change uh to, to change anything about how it's set up it's about as easy as performing dental surgery on yourself with your feet it is probably the most clumsy uh, process that there could be some horror movie writer out there is listening to that and they're thinking that's a new idea for a story a <laughs> dental work on yourself with your feet yeah it's a yeah, dental work right yeah that's what you have to do cut your hands off and make you do it by yourself with your feet and that and or they could just write a whole movie around trying to make adjustments to your apple id because <laughs> yeah. that would be the equivalent so the ipads they came home last year and my son who you know is is proudly displaying his new iPad when he comes in? He tells me all about how he and his teacher spent he and his teachers and all the students spent all day uh, going through downloading a bunch of apps with their new Apple ID and of course downloading game after game after game. In fact, there was even I, I never found out if this was completely true, but I heard it from my son and a couple of his friends that there were even teachers who were telling them it's okay if you have some games on there that you can play in your off time, and which I'm going in their off time they'll find off time whether it's legitimately off time or not to play with these ipads but 
they uh, they downloaded all these apps all day because they had completely unencumbered Craig access. Craig the new plot of Saw 18. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> the new plot of Saw 8 is uh, which one, the iPad or the... Uh, yeah, the, gonna, the, the dentistry on the yourself. The dentistry on yourself. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. For, yeah. Let's forget that ever happened. Yeah, let's make sure that we uh, we copyright that because that could be a blockbuster. So the kids are the kids are at school. They're downloading all these apps, unencumbered access to the app store. And the next day, we I mean, literally the next day, he, he's got the thing in, in hand. The next day, like the next morning, like within the first probably hour of school, yeah. we get an email that says, hey, by the way, the uh, iPads are not coming home today. Um, because our IT department needs to check a few things. We've had some content issues <laughs> popping up. Uh, and what that means, if you read between the lines, is that some kids were probably looking at a few things they shouldn't have been on the old uh, worldwide interwebs. And uh, What could possibly go wrong? No, I, I mean, I can't imagine them doing anything like that. So, the, uh, so they got caught, and the IT department had to scramble to figure out what to do with this you know, multi-million dollar purchase that they were going to have to figure out. And uh, they never really figured anything out to, except periodically checking histories and a few things. Now, there's probably a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So if there's any of my uh, Olathe School District IT department uh, friends that see this, know that I, I, I'm sure that everyone was working behind the scenes to make sure this was happening. From my end, as a parent, though, I couldn't see necessarily what was happening. And so I went in and I engaged the parental controls on his school-issued right. iPad, and I limited content as best I could. And... Uh, and that's pretty limited even. And he has a cell phone for talking to his friends that we provide him. And we, my wife and I, we hold on to that pretty uh, pretty strongly as, as a carrot to hold out in front of him of, you know, hey, you do something wrong, you're going to lose... You're going to lose your phone, and for him losing his phone, I mean, you might as well you might as well cut off his hands and make him perform dentistry, because it is going to be absolute misery for him. You're cutting him off from everything he knows. Right. I mean, your girls are probably the same way. Uh, yeah, it it, it is. Uh, they, the, my 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 girls for the most part use a Kindle Fire, which is a lot more limited in what right. you can do with it. And uh, but uh, but my oldest Grace, she has a she has an iPod, an iPad. That is sent home now, and yep. some of the same stuff we went through last year. Yeah, so you know, just, long story short, just to kind of wrap this up, it, we went through the entire school year of his his iPad creating issues with getting work done because the teachers didn't fully know how they were going to use them in class. I think they were kind of thrust upon them maybe before it was quite ready. Um, and and for the most part, a lot of them have done a really good job of, of sorting out exactly how they want to use them. But on the other side is it was creating issues with us at home because if we took away his iPhone, he just went to a school-issued iPad, which I can't very well take away from him because he needs it for his schoolwork because that's how they're giving him assignments. That's how they're communicating. Right. So let's fast forward to this year. And the this year has gone much better. The schools were or the, the children, children, the uh, kids, the junior high and high school kids, they were given a uh, very detailed instructions on the expectations for using those iPads before they were even handed out. Uh, the app store and the content capabilities have been pretty limited as near as I can tell. For instance, my son came home complaining that his, uh, that we can't even download games in the app store now. Oh, well, good. Well, that's terrible. Now it may, somebody may be listening to this and saying, what are you talking about? Of course they can. Right. And what, uh, it may just be is that my son has outsmarted me because that, has happened and will continue to happen as he gets older, uh, much like I probably outsmarted my parents. But 
let's get to digital citizenship. Okay, they they were have been really specific and really pointed with the kids on trying to make sure that not only are they utilizing these devices because these devices are expensive. These things are very expensive to to get. I mean, this is a multi million dollar purchase for the district, and you know to hand these out to kids if they're not going to be using them correctly is a problem but it's not really just about using them for the assignments that they're given uh, digital citizenship is actually uh it's actually a concept that's pretty well defined there are nine elements to it okay uh, first one is access uh, in order to be a, a citizen of something just like to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven right we we have to give ourselves access we have to provide access for ourselves we have to take advantage of the access we're given so that we can grow in our faith and grow in our in our community and grow in our church and it's the same thing if you're going to be a member of a digital domain digital citizenship you have to have access to it and then you have commerce communication literacy etiquette law rights and responsibilities health and wellness and security now those are all probably pretty simple concepts for any adult but the one that got me was that that i want to talk about is etiquette rights and responsibilities that's what i'm mostly intrigued by because what we're dealing with there is it's basically a simple question of digital citizenship and doing things right it doesn't mean that you're using that free ipad for the work that was given to you for you know if if the church provided me with a laptop or with an ipad and at home i did my work but every now and then i popped over and played angry birds Am I creating a huge problem? Not necessarily. Does neither. anyone still play Angry Birds? I don't. I don't know. They made a movie about it. Pokemon Go. Yeah. Or if I played Pokemon Go. Okay, there let's go. go with that. In if you are, you know, if you're using something that was given to you for a specific purpose for something other than its purpose, but you're still getting all your work done otherwise, is it really a problem? Eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't think so personally. So I, I kind of give some leeway on that to myself and to my son and to the other kids and anybody else who has a, a company or school issued device biggest thing that i see though it goes beyond the device it goes beyond the organization it goes beyond the the school district and that is that you can get into really significant trouble when it comes to your digital citizenship by not doing things in a proper way um for instance you know what do you what kind of character are you showing with what you post on social media I mean, this is going on social media right now, Facebook Live, and Brian and I are sitting here talking. If everything that we say is going to be stuff that we ideally, stuff that we believe, stuff that we either in theory can back up with facts. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Stuff that we can back up with with facts, uh, stuff that we have experienced. You know, we're we're sharing these things with you. What kind of character does that show? Well, hopefully what what I want it to show, what I want my social media presence to show is that I am a person of character or that I am a person who tries to be informed about things. But what about, you know, these young kids, these teenagers? Uh, you know, this is something that really kind of has to be pointed out to them is what kind of character are you showing if you, one, you post junk on social media? You, you post, con- you're constantly posting. I mean, the, the whole uh, take the reality TV show fame of people that are nothing but social media famous mm-hmm. the the kardashians and the you know i guess that's sort of the pinnacle of of the issue there but what kind of character are you showing if you are posting things from other people that are not good for you right. not good for people who are going to see your stuff and what it does is it provides more clicks and more likes and more influence yeah 
for people who shouldn't necessarily have it. And then also, you know, just, and this is where I would probably, this is probably the most controversial thing I'll say, is uh, what kind of intellect are you showing when you use broken slang and incoherent sentences without punctuation? How are you contributing? We just found your trigger, didn't we? You know, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't have to dig too deep to find one of those. But, you know, when you read something and there's no punctuation, it's just a run-on sentence. And, you know, and I tell my son this, like, we're sending you to school to 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 study you know you take language arts class right you take uh you know you take science classes you take math classes you don't take those so that you can pass them just to get out of school you're supposed to be taking those so that you can learn how to communicate effectively so that you can learn how to do things like balance your checkbook if you need to if anybody still balances right. a checkbook even but you know what kind of character are you showing and what kind of intellect are you showing by using that. So that's kind of what falls to me to the whole digital citizenship thing is not necessarily that, you know, you're a bad citizen of the right. digital domain. If you, you know, yes, you are. You're a, a terrible person. <laughs> Just kidding. I, not, not to say that you're a, you're a terrible person. If you, right. if, if you have a, uh, less than perfect, uh, command of, of grammar and, and punctuation, there are people who study their entire lives that still argue over whether or not the Oxford comma is is proper English. It, so it, it's not. Where's Chris the, Miller? He's one of those. Oh, I'll argue with you. I love the Oxford yeah. comma. A, a life without the Oxford comma is not a life I want to live. So it's if something comma something comma and, and something something yeah 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 you have Oxford to have comma you have to have that third that that uh, comma in there before the and or else the the whole sentence just falls apart. It sounds like a bunch of disconnected right. articles. But anyway, um, as a journalist, though, I was told that under the AP Style Guide, we don't use the Oxford comma. So I would argue that the AP Style Guide is stupid. So anybody who's reading this or watching this who okay. knows anybody who has any influence over the AP Style Guide, let them know. Sean Simpson said, you're stupid. The Oxford comma is awesome, and I will continue to use it, even if people still edit it out and correct it on things that I write. Okay. So, you know, your Facebook feed, you know, what can you do? This is, you know, we're real big around here on next steps. So this is kind of what I would tell my son when it comes to his Facebook feed or he doesn't do Facebook. He does Instagram or there's a new one that uh, maybe your daughter's got it. Um, music. Yeah. Musically. Musically. Yeah. yeah my where, kids love it. You, where you, you sing stupid karaoke and video, video yourself lip syncing and <laughs> post it. I, I don't get it. I, honestly, I don't, but I guess I'm not supposed to. Um, it's that, that's my son's generation. But you know what I would say is, um, you know, if you are putting stuff out there like that, um, own it, but try to be as sensitive as you can. Right. So I, I, I think as we're as we're talking about that, uh, I think there's a couple ways to maybe tie that in. One to tie that into what we've talked about with the citizens of heaven thing and the tie, tie it into what we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. Cause right. uh, pastor Dan's going to be talking a little bit more about citizens on heaven on September 11th. So uh, we'll be, we'll be talking about a little bit of that talking about what it means to, uh, to grieve, what it means to be human, what it means to, to go through this and, uh, and to show, you know, to love other people who are going through a rough time. Um, but um, the, I, I think another thing that I would bring up too is, is in talking about, digital citizenship and talking about what it is to to that whole next step of what is your character like you know what are you what are you like when you're online 
We can maybe unpack that a little bit. I think we can maybe just just talk a little bit about what that is. And we, as you and I were talking beforehand, it, this doesn't just limit itself to our internet activity. It doesn't just limit itself to what we post online or anything like that. I think there's a lot to say about you know where are we spending our money? You know, it's a, you know where 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 do you shop? Where do you what do you do? How many of you are? How you you, you mentioned nobody checks a you know balances a checkbook anymore. Right. When was the last time any of us really? A, a whole, I mean, a, a huge majority of us. When was the last time that we did more than just swipe a card or insert a credit card and just assume that we have the money in there? That's something that I think that, you know, as you hear financial people uh, on, on television, as we've done financial peace classes here, um, most of the American population lives paycheck to paycheck. And right. so the moment you miss one paycheck, two at the most, you're on the verge of bankruptcy. I mean, you're, you're on an area where you could go under. So as we talk about where we spend our money, what we do with that, um, I think that counts too. I think we, we put all that into this whole thing of, is this the best way to live? And is this the best way to, no, no, I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying. It's, uh, you know, that's one of the concepts, one of the nine that that's specific uh, or specified in the kind of digital citizenship education is commerce, um, hmm. and it, it does it goes it goes beyond your social media presence for sure. Because how easy is it to um, uh, take take any number of things? I mean, let's let's go to the extreme of of online, and maybe this isn't even commerce. People would argue that it is or isn't, but I would argue that it is, and that's like online gambling. How how much more sinful gambling behavior? And that's not to say that ga- all gambling is sinful. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to go there. I'm not qualified to to uh, to unpack all of that. But I I can without a doubt tell you that it is a sinful behavior to sacrifice your to sacrifice your family's well being to feed your gambling addiction. We we all know that. I don't think anybody can argue that. So just starting from there, how much more access? have we been given in the internet age to a to a system of basically uh you know easy to use online gambling like for instance like the draft kings and those fantasy football things oh, and even an online further. poker yeah so i'll take i'll take it a step further than that i had uh, the world of trading of, of e-trading and online trading uh, I had a, fr- a friend of mine who got into a lot of that a while back, and it was using nothing but bitcoins. And look, what is a bitcoin? And I mean, there's a whole—I mean, Wikipedia that. I mean, just look <laughs> look that up. I'm not going to go into that here. But you're talking about now. There's like a whole digital currency of stuff that is really just ones and zeros on a on a screen, and yet somehow it's tied to your bank account. Somehow it's tied to all these things. So, I mean, one, if if you are a layman like me with anything financial, um, th- this can be incredibly dangerous. And, uh, it, I mean, it, it, it's not just like, is it smart? It's, it's like, I mean, is this, is this something that, that could possibly devastate me or my family or, or anything like that? There is, um, I don't know what's going on. Storage almost full. Oh, it's recording this whole thing onto my hard drive on my phone. Huh. Is it well, still live? I'll go check that out. What do you have to say about that? Keep going. Well, you know, my, my thought on the whole, you know, Bitcoin and all that, it really, it, it opens up an access to something. We we were talking about this earlier, and I'm going to yeah. wait till you get back before we really want to dive into it. But we were just talking earlier about, um, it, you know, in, in Revelation, where it talks about the, you know, that basically in order to 
participate in the currency or to participate in commerce right. of the of a condemned world you know you have to you know you have to have the mark of the beast and we've you know and you go through this thing where it's like okay so instead of necessarily the uh instead of necessarily going mark of the beast as in you know i'm gonna get 666 tattooed on my forehead instead now i've got a 16 digit credit card number um that has become the has has become the defining moniker of of commerce online right and you know are we living in that world are we are we voluntarily transitioning ourselves into what could kind of be described as a little bit of I, a, a damn I think system? some of that I, I think some of that uh, and, and take it from one who came from a from a background and denomination that talked a lot about mark of the beast and end times and I came from a very charismatic type of background um, and you know, I mean, some people would say, yes, we're, that's it. That's what, that's what's going on. And it's going to trap everybody. Um, you know, for, 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 you know, most of us, you know, we, we realized that that was, that was very much dealing with a particular place and time going on in the Roman empire at that point in time where you actually had Roman soldiers outside your door and you're communicating in letters and code and, and everything like that. And there was a mark of the beast with some of that, but it right. was, but, um, but I wonder too, so like, you know, how much of that is a warning and a forewarning to what happens when you just give bits of your soul away at everything with, with every, with every piece of, of, of materialism that you buy with everything that you kind of give into. I think there's a real warning sign to that, that can certainly apply to us here. Like, I mean, like every time you make a credit card purchase and you don't, you don't rack that in there. How easy is it? How, how, how many times have you seen people completely go into debt or lose their life savings and all that? Because they just couldn't get this credit card spending under control or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it really it's it's a thing where it's not to say that the the digital kind of digital revolution and the digital citizenship side of the discussion here is necessarily responsible because there certainly is a uh, it certainly is can, is pretty obvious that a lot of the 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 debt culture uh, started in you know started years before the internet culture did but right. it's it you know one is kind of fed the other for sure and, that's and by the way sean and i are not theologians no uh we are just two loud voices that that talk i i have you know hey not telling you what to believe or not to believe in that way no, no but no, uh no, but yeah all. i mean i think there's definitely stuff we can all take from that and walk away from yeah if you have to uh yeah i think anybody who has to be reminded that i'm not a theologian um probably hasn't ever paid attention to anything i've said um <laughs> uh, so you what I'm where I'm at is that digital citizenship the is really it's not just about it's not just about my son getting an iPad at school. Right. It's not just about what kind of silly, stupid stuff he posts on his Instagram page. It's not. I mean, I, I can't tell you. I grab his phone and I look at his pictures, and I'm not even kidding. There, there's fifteen hundred to two thousand sure. selfies. I'm like, why are you taking so many pictures of yourself? I mean, honestly, there's a mirror like right there in the bathroom. Just go look at yourself don't, if that's you don't what have, you want. You, if you have to ask, you don't understand. Apparently. And so it is. Uh, it, it goes well beyond that, though, because, you know, we, we get into the digital citizenship of are we responsibly participating in a culture, in a society? Yeah. Are we, uh, you know, you buy something online thinking that, you know, you buy something online thinking that it's coming from a store in you know overland park for instance Mm -hmm. 
And then when it shows up on your door, you notice it's got like really odd looking stickers and language. And it turns out that it was two stepped in from China where it may have been built by slave labor or something. Hmm. So you don't you don't always necessarily know where your money's going in that case. Now, that's not to say you go to Walmart and buy something. It may have been sure. it may have come from from overseas. But it is sort of it ties in that that whole concept that we have to be conscious of what our actions are. And that goes in both our faith walk yeah. and in where we put our uh, where we put our resources. Yeah. That's, that's what it gets down to. Uh, so your digital citizenship expands to, you know, what kind of information are you spreading? What kind of things are you saying? And what kind of purchases and, and life decisions are you making based on your digital footprint, digital citizenship? So bottom line is, next step, don't post mean things. Uh, don't post ignorant things. That's a funny picture of you. And uh, be careful where your money goes. Getting real practical today. I, like, uh, I don't know what you did there, but you didn't like it. I don't know. I was probably looking at the... Yeah, There's so, a picture of... Funny, funny thumbnail. I'm making a... Yeah. You know, yeah, making an interesting picture. So... Um, this has been a long podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it up. It'll be shorter right. than the rest of them. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yes, uh, sir. We are... Going to be finishing this weekend uh, with the uh, Shine Before Others, our uh, Shine series Before in Others, Philippians. Yes. Yep. I'm sitting there like for life and we cannot remember what the name, the title of it is. Yes, Shine Before Others, the uh, the Epistles of Philippians. Yes. Um, and that's been a really good series. We had Pastor Chris preach last week and uh, did a pretty fantastic job. I believe his sermon is online. Yes. Now. Should be on so you our- can. Just go to org slash messages, and you can find that. Yeah, so uh, be able to check that out. And this weekend, Pastor Dan is going to be back in the pulpit, uh, bringing us the third. So we will be looking at, uh, I believe, chapter three and beyond right. of Philippians. So that should be uh, should be very interesting, because um, yep. it usually is. And what else have we got up coming up with programming? Let's look at some of the things coming up on the calendar, because we do still have some fall programming things that are getting ready to crank up. Absolutely. Uh, I know one thing that's going to be coming up for anybody who has attended Copperary over the last month, two months, and has really yet taken has yet to take a step to really get involved more. Uh, we have an we have an environment starting September the 11th after the uh, after the first service and right after communion in the second service, and it's called uh, "What's Next," and it is a next steps get involved kind of environment at Copperary. We're going to, we're going to answer any questions that you might have, and we're going to give you some really practical, clear next steps on how you can get involved and get connected to people. Yes. And it, uh, and it certainly helps for Brian to know all about that class because that is being led by his better half, Kristen. For sure. Yeah. And so the, uh, what's next class, uh, coming up September 11th, we also have the, uh, alpha class, which is starting, I believe, September... You know, this is all information that I should probably have had like right at my fingertips. September fourteenth. It's September fourteenth. Right. There we go. September fourteenth is that's above us alpha. on the Facebook page, so you can find them where Pastor Dan and Kevin Macklis kind of have co-heading that up. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we've got uh, there. There is another Facebook live video which is now archived on the Facebook page, um, oh. where where and pinned. Yes. Um, where Pastor Dan and Kevin Macalus gave us some information on what to expect with that. Yeah. Um, very cool class. Very, Alpha has been something that for my entire seven years of professional ministry, um, I have probably seen, I've probably seen about 20 Alpha classes go on in, in different locations. And 
it is always a grand experience for the people who commit to it. It's a you know about a ten week about a ten week yeah. commitment. Um, they feed you um, food, food and spiritually. You're, you're fed both yeah. ways. Um, great conversations. A lot of great, a uh, lot of great opportunities come out of that too for uh, for groups and leaders. So yeah. definitely get signed up for that. You can find that at the the on the website uh, carprairie.org slash alpha. Or if you got the midweek, I think there's a link in there for that. And there's also a link in the midweek. Uh, to and I think I put it on the page too to uh, fire over to see the Facebook video if you want more information. There is, and, and then there are also two other uh, next step classes that are going to be happening uh, throughout the month of September. And that information uh, you can go to. Uh, those two courses are one is uh, covered bridges, and it's going to be starting that week as well. And uh, more information is at slash next steps dash classes. And you can find out more. It's also just copyright.org. And in case you can't tell, Brian and I are the ones who kind of handle the website and the communication stuff. So we are, we're, we're working on it. We're all about the. Uh, we're all about yeah. Go to this page and that page. Uh, Brian also has that right at the top of the page under next step. So it's yes. even highlighted there. Um, so yes, covered bridges uh, starts on the 18th, September yeah. 18th at and four it's o'clock. A journaling class, learn how to journal, prayer journal, that kind of thing. Yeah, Mark and Diane Chrislip are going to be leading yep. that. Uh, and as the description says, it's going to take you on a journey of self discovery and learning how to be specific in your prayers and leaving a legacy. I wrote that. That's pretty. Did nice, you? Right. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. That's that's good. That's good verbiage. Uh, Mosaic, um, which stands for making our souls alive in Christ. Um, is going to be a women's study class on Thursday, starting September fifteenth, from six to seven thirty. Yep, I believe it's up here in the youth room. It's all happening here, and they are going to be doing a book study on uh, weird by weird, Craig Rochelle, which is actually funny because it was uh, when this first went on the calendar, and I was pulling together info about it uh, to for promotions. It was on the calendar as weird for women. And I kind of thought it's a, it must be a men's class because that's yeah, pretty much how yeah, we operate. They, we go weird for women. But in this case, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> no, that wouldn't fly very well. But it is weird by Craig Rochelle because it uh, it says find out when uh, find out what it is to be normal and why that isn't working. So uh, good class. Uh, I believe Mosaic is led by Stephanie Mackles, Kevin's wife. So we have two very strong leaders in our Alpha and our Mosaic uh, women's study coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, just looking out a couple of a uh, couple of weeks in advance that for some stuff that you might want to uh, look into is we have got a communion retreat coming up uh, in October for second graders and their Mm -hmm. parents. Uh, So that this is where uh, Colleen and pastor Dan and other leaders uh, teach the kids about communion, about taking communion, how to properly take communion, the meaning of it. Um, Very, very cool thing. So check the website out for that as well. And uh, another thing, which is, this is a plea. This is a, this is a, a throwout plea on behalf of our of our sister on the staff, Colleen, mm-hmm. and that is that Colleen needs volunteers in the children's ministry. Um, it's a it's a wonderful opportunity. The people who do it love it. It is a big commitment because obviously it takes you away from worship for for a, a Sunday or for a service. But it is extremely rewarding and it is extremely necessary. Churches grow from the children's ministry up. If your children's ministry isn't being fed, you're you're not feeding the roots of your church. And so we need to be looking out for our kiddos. And Colleen needs people to volunteer for her ministry. So you can uh, go to uh, the website. And if you go under news, there is a 
article that um, we actually just put up that was from Colleen, which more or less expresses exactly what it is that she is looking for. And it says, say yes to KP kids. That is the title of it. And inside of there is a sign-up form. So visit that at the website for uh, say yes to KP kids under news and sign up for something to serve in children's ministry because we need you. Colleen needs you. The kids need you. Do it for the children. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I went there. So uh, we got anything else to uh, throw in there before we... I think that's it for today. I think that's it for today. Thanks for watching, everybody, who has watched us. And uh, check that out. And uh, you you have seen us experiment. Normally, we... I would say we normally talk through faster than this, but we don't. This is normally about it. But (laughs) we've had a good time. We usually have a break in the middle, which is kind of pointless because we don't actually do commercials. It's usually just a music break while we... While Get we figure out what together. our next segment is, and then Sounds we good. jump back in. In this case, we didn't do that. We just kept talking right through it. So you got to hear us break out what our thoughts were before <laughs> we talked about it. So uh, probably not the most compelling radio you've ever you've ever experienced, but uh, we enjoy it and we appreciate anybody who is watching, and we would love to see your comments, and uh, we would love to get emails from you. Again, podcast at carprairie.org, um, or visit us on the Facebook page and leave some comments on this video, right. and we will be happy to... Uh, address anything especially if you have a topic that we might uh, that we might want to break out or if there's somebody you would like to see on the show talking with us perhaps yeah. you'd like to see somebody more leave us some us. feedback leave us some suggestions what would you like us to talk about we'll uh, we'll do it yep we would uh, just fun to connect to. it is fun to connect all right so that's going to do it for today i'm uh, i'm sean i'm brian and this has been call prairie inside out <laughs>